Did you know that Sean Bean is refusing to be in movies that where he dies now? Why? He's refusing to take roles where he doesn't make it through to the end of the movie. Why, why would you do that? that? That's what defines him. I don't know. Like, he said that he started to um, be a bit more... Discerning? Picky, mm-hmm. I guess. And the, the, he got a script or something, and they said, like, well, we're going to kill you, though. And he's like, no, then I don't want it. And then they were like, can we... Do it, do it properly. I don't want it, you stupid bastard. No, 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 no you bastard. I'm not doing no. that. No, so, so, <laughs> it's like, well, why not, Sean? Because winter is coming. Anyway, so, <laughs> so, uh, I think that they said, like, after he said no, they were like, well, can we, like, seriously harm you? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, can, all right. <laughs> you can be breathing at the end, but, uh, but like, seriously, you'll be on a respirator. Yeah. <laughs> Basically in the same state that he was on the satellite dish at the end of Goldeneye. <laughs> You mean before the thing collapses? Yeah, before right, the right, thing right, collapses right, right, right. on him. Yeah, with his leg bent out of shape, and everybody, everybody's like, legs. "How in the hell did he survive? How is that? he not dead from that?" Well, he might be okay. <gasps> well, not now. Not now. Yeah. So when when we watched that movie, did you, do you remember that I was like, "What's happened to him?" And you're like, "He's broken his leg and his back and his neck and his arms <laughs> and everything." And I was like, "How do you know?" And you're like, "Well, you can't see it in this." Uh, four by three version but yeah. in the widescreen version you can see his legs bent out of shape yeah 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 and i was just like oh. <laughs> how <laughs> old were you i was young young yeah. four um, not four but i was young um and yeah oh i wanted to recommend something to you if we've already gone off the rails yeah. um already. <laughs> so it's only been a few minutes i've started watching a new show that i haven't seen before it's been around for a couple of years um i've started watching harley quinn Ah, right, right. The, you the, said, the yeah. cartoon. And it's a very violent, um, very funny take on it. And it's it's a lot of, like, fart humor at times, but it's very well done. Right. It's one of those things that makes you go, I shouldn't laugh at that, but that's really funny. And some of the jokes are really well set up, uh, and some of them are obvious, but you laugh anyway. Right. And it's just really well done. And Alan Tudyk is... He plays multiple characters in it and is brilliant. Um, also, Lake Bell as Poison Ivy is brilliant. And Kaylee, I always want to say Cuoco. Cuecua. Cuecua. So she's Harley Quinn and she manages to do... No, I thought you said Lake Bell was Harley Quinn. No, she's Poison Ivy. Oh, she's Poison Ivy. Right, right. So clearly listening clearly clearly Cloclo is Harley. And the thing about it is that you would expect a show where that annoying sounding character is the focal point would just have a lot of grating. Like she manages to do it in a way that sounds more like her and not more like Harley, Mm -hmm. but like Harley enough that it's still Harley and it's not annoying. Right. Less annoying than Margot Robbie's performance. Right. Which is, uh, yeah. So I highly recommend that. Like, if you have Margot it's, it's, Robbie it's has short. been has been um, not very well served by the material that she's gotten. Absolutely not. Um, but you know, look, she's a very good Harley Quinn. But it's still it's still grates on me after a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, All right well, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll give that a look then. Yeah. Shall we? Your response to that was akin to a fart in a cupboard. <laughs> Shall we continue? Yes. Do you want to continue? Of course, I want to bloody continue. Let's have an episode. Bastard. Hey. <laughs> Ja, 
What's Our Seat Number? Hello, and welcome to What's Our Seat Number, the podcast that gives you information that you could probably get by Googling. I'm Johnny Gross, the one with the suitcases in his lower eyelids and black rings around my eyes that would make Johnny Depp in a Tim Burton film go, whoa. And with me, as always, is my co-host, a 3D artist, a heartbringer of doom, a multiverse of madness, and a man so quick, he's even fast asleep. It's Simon Gross. Hi. Hi. Hmm? Podcasting. Oh, lovely. Hello, and welcome to what's on... Don't touch my number. <laughs> Don't touch my number. <laughs> well, we've got a great show for you today that's uh, been... Obviously not. Don't believe him. Listen to what the, that intro. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, for any of you that don't know, also, I, I, I saw on a podcast forum once, somebody wrote that, uh, we, we talked about this in an earlier episode, yeah. that um, you're not supposed to talk about, uh, you know, all of that business of we've been away for a while. Oh, you're not supposed have, to do that? Yeah, you're not supposed, or, or at least it annoys this poster. Are who the podcast I, I have police going to come and... Probably. But uh, we've been away for a while. Should we put our bottoms in the air? Nobody you know, be... that's a callback to the Rocketeer episode when the police came and we had mm. bottoms in the air. Uh, yeah. Do you want to continue? Uh, of course, I want to bloody continue. Anyway, so uh, so yeah, so th- this is the uh, this is uh, the first episode that we've done for a while because yeah. we have children and it's been summer. Yeah, and and work and stuff. They haven't been in their daycares. We haven't done any work. We haven't done uh, we haven't done podcasting. So we're back. Hello, we're back. Hello. Yeah. So. Should we go to the news desk? Do you always get the chilly, shivery things up your spine when when Ray goes, "We're back!" in in Ghostbusters Two? I always get no, the but I got it just timbers. then. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. Very good. Mm. Mm. This is movie news. Movie news. I don't know if you saw this. I yeah. haven't written like I'm not going to be reading anything. I've just got a few like bullet points here because this has been thrown together like uh, like a bowl of. Poke, poke ball, <laughs> isn't it pokey ball? Is like, it pokey? Like like, like Pokemon, like Pokemon, like, like pokey ball. You don't say Pokemon. I don't say Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm not I'm not like the Americans who who call it Pokemon, right? Po- but Pokemon. I call it Pokemon. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Gal. So I, I don't know if you've been. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is going well. I don't know if you've been on the uh, the intranets. Over the past couple of weeks. Yeah. But um, there's some really hair-raising shit out there. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, as, as has always been. But please, yeah. do, do, do be spess. Okay, so I will be spess. Side <laughs> 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 so just hit himself in the face with his own microphone, <laughs> which, by the way, was not moving. He was the one moving. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so um, we have... Um, I think I can do this. <laughs> This is ridiculous. Go on. Yeah. The intranets. Yeah, so there's a lot of uh, really hair-raising shit out there. And as a parent of two very, very small children who are absolutely in love with Winnie the Pooh, mm-hmm. I have oh, to yeah. say that this was quite shocking. <laughs> I've seen the images that came out um, a few months Me ago, too, but yeah. I, I watched the trailer for Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, and it's... The most depraved thing How I've ever seen. How would you describe this to Puff. someone who hasn't seen it? Because my friend okay, uh, Pogo imagine... sent me. He sent me the um, uh, trailer for it. I'd already seen it, but he sent me the trailer, and it's just like. But now everybody's gonna watch this. Like everyone's gonna see it. Like all over the world. What are they thinking? Yeah, it's like it's like parents picking up the <laughs> picking up the it's... 
the DVD. Uh, the, I, I'm it's showing my age. It's a guy in a massive Winnie the Pooh outfit killing people. Would you, yeah. Would you and, say and piglet that with yeah, tusks. Piglet with tusks. Yeah. 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 I, I would. I would say that it's like um, having your innocence uh, fucked up the ass by Harvey Weinstein in front of your very eyes. No, I can't say that. I can't say that. I will cut this out. Again. Again. Change. I would say that it's like having your innocence fucked up the ass by Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> 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 Couldn't get through it. Change. Yeah. No, it's... um. I, I felt like my innocence was being um, rapid. Rapid? <laughs> I can't say that either. <laughs> 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 See, this could go in just because it's ironic. Rapid! Rapid. Took, what's horrible about this is it took me a... I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, oh. basically, basically, it, it was, it was, um, it was horrendous. some angry letters Oh my mail. goodness, it was horrendous to watch, <laughs> basically. Yeah. It doesn't look like it's particularly groundbreaking or anything. It's just like, let's see, hmm, what's gone into the public domain? Let's see what we can pervert for, uh, for any of the innocents out there. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to watch it, of course. Yeah, but, me too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, have you also while we're talking about trailers? Did you see the trailer for the uh, the new Pinocchio movie? Yes, I did. Yeah. What do you think about that? I mean, it's a little hard for me to give an opinion because it's a trailer. Of course. When the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer came out, and it looked nothing like Sonic, and everybody lost their minds. Yeah. Um, I Everyone was very pleased. Loses their minds. Yes. I was. Uh, I was very pleased when they released the second trailer. Um, and it was much improved. Right. Um, what they seem to have done here is they've gone, okay, so we don't want to do anything that doesn't look like the Pinocchio from the, 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 the original, original movie. movie. Yeah. So they've just made a CG version of it, and I think that their their translation from 2D to 3D is very, very impressive. That the yeah. the It's very true to the character, and... It's it, it's hard to do that. It's hard to take a, a 2D yeah. concept and and make it look new, especially from you know when it was made. He, That's he pretty says. much what they've been doing with everything else as well. It's true, but look, I it's mean, think brand. about think about the change to the genie. Right? Yeah, the genie did not look like the genie. Um, you know the and lions. That's because the genie has to be humanoid, and and you have to tailor it to the actor that's uh, that's playing it. In the same way that the Hulk is going to look different every every uh, actor that plays the Hulk. It's true. However, they didn't need to make a really really ripped Will Smith in order to make it look good, right? right. I mean, they could have made it look like Will Smith and kept the same sort of genie uh, rotundness. Rotundness. Yeah, yeah. but it, he doesn't need to be rotund. He's not really rotund. The, he's, kind of, he's just not defined. He's not exactly. Yeah. He's got a very. He, he sort looks of like he's strong. Question marky kind of shape to him. Yeah. He looks like a you know one of those like sort of circus strongmen that's like yeah, uh, you yeah know, from exactly. the 50s or something a bouncer yeah is considered who is considered in shape but right. now would be fat but obviously um, if it's will smith it's like you know there's, yeah. a, there's a vanity uh, uh, element to yeah. it as well yeah so so th- th- and also the lions didn't look like the lions and you know there was right. th- there's a, there's a <clears> lot of um, issues with the translation from 2D to so i'm actually really pleased that they did this and jiminy cricket also looks yeah really really good and you know from what i can see of the fox and all that like the the things look good uh you know i think because it, it was made in the in in 1940 i reserve judgment yeah because it, it was made in the foot in the early 40s and it's very cartoony so you've got a choice you can either go more to the to the sort of realm of the of, of the real 
or you can or you can embrace it and go as cartoony as uh, as the cartoon is. Well, well, I think well that's what they've there's done. a lot of um, adaptations of this story, and they're already doing a more sort of dark, gritty, real one with uh, Guillermo del Toro's yeah, version, really looking, which I'm, I'm really, really looking, looking forward, forward to. That, yeah, to. That, but the, the the cool thing is, is that's just gonna like drop in my lap on Netflix. I like that. You know? Yeah. Whereas like Disney, are they releasing it on Disney Plus? Or are they releasing I it in the cinema? Know. They're probably releasing it on Disney Plus, but I, I we don't have Disney Plus. Um, I mean, here in this country, we have Disney Plus, but uh, but I don't. Um, so uh, so yeah, it's just nice that one day that Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio is just going to turn up. But at the same time, it kind of like loses something because you don't have the cinema experience. Yeah, I'm kind of missing that at the moment. The the anticipation for the movie and it coming out and it being yeah. an event to go see it. It's kind of... It loses a lot of... Like, I probably would have finished The Grey Man if, uh, if it mm. hadn't just been on Netflix. Yeah, you know, because I watched like twenty minutes of it, and I had to go to something else, and and I I wasn't particularly uh, yeah, you I'm know, blown away by it. Here's an interesting thing: is that I'm putting off watching um, the Batman with Shaw. She hasn't seen it yet. She didn't get to see it in the cinema. And you need to put aside three hours. And for that. And, and it's a long movie. And she's like, "Well, we'll watch it over several nights." And I said, "No, we're not doing that." Yeah, with it's got to be one sitting. It's a really good adaptation of Batman. It's really good, and I want to enjoy it with you. And I want to sit down with you. And she said, "How is that ever going to happen?" And I said, "Eventually, the kid will sleep through the night." <laughs> and then we'll watch the movie, and you know what? Right afterwards, we'll watch the sequel because that's when it's going to come out. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> uh, thrush! No, they never sleep through the night. Neither of them have been sleeping through the night. My eldest can can sleep through anything almost when he's not ill. Like you can drop a building on him. The the, yeah, the youngest but... screams. It's like my eardrums are going to explode. And you know, the other night he was saying to me, uh, the eldest was saying to me, you know. I, I can't fall asleep like this. He's screaming, take him out. And I was like, you're right. And then he yeah, fell how asleep. How do you think I like, feel, mate? He fell asleep 10 minutes later. And then I took the little one in and he started screaming again. You couldn't wake him up if you put him right next to his ears. Yeah. And I tried. So my eldest is like that as well. But uh, and, and I don't want to rain on your parade, but wait for the night terrors. When the night terrors start, yeah. You, the thing is that he, he's not awake. It, technically, he's asleep. Uh, but nobody else is. asleep. Moving on. What else you got? Um, yeah, no, I, I was just reading a um, uh, <laughs> worthy news source, uh, BuzzFeed. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, when it's BuzzFeed, maybe don't tell people that that's where you got it from. Yeah, so I was uh, browsing TMZ this morning and... Uh, <laughs> That's better, yeah, go on. Yeah, that's much better. Well, yes, I got this from The Guardian, you see. <laughs> from um, the White House press actually, room. To, to be honest, I think The Guardian did uh, did report on this. Have you been following all of this Don't Worry Darling hullabaloo? Uh, yeah. yeah. What the hell is going on there? I have not seen such a shit show surrounding the release of a film. So this is the thing. Since Noah. This is, this is what I think. <laughs> what? I don't was know. It? There was nothing in the press, but just the whole the whole thing that was going on with the VFX houses there, oh, and okay. the whole story behind the scenes, and that it was like really messy, and you know. So I mean, it, this is not a hot take or anything because I'm sure this has been talked about, and I think I have read that it's been talked about. As oh, well, you know but... what? Here, let's let's go back. Yeah. I haven't seen such a hullabaloo online since the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial from all those years ago. <laughs> <laughs> really, I don't remember that. Oh. Yes continue yeah so, we can laugh about it now 
so this isn't uh, a hot take exactly because I've, I've definitely uh, read uh, comments about this and whatever but this is not a movie that uh, that would normally get a lot of publicity it's not a Marvel movie it's not a Disney movie it's not a you know uh, um, what other things are out Marvel and Disney that's basically it's, all there it's is it's not Michael Flatley making his action star <laughs> debut <laughs> it's not Michael Flatley no but I, that's I think... a real thing by the way look for Michael Flatley Blackbird trailer it is so so stupid. It's, I mean, this is a real thing. Look for Michael Flatley's Blackbird, right? And watch the trailer. Tell us what you think in the <laughs> Facebooks, right? It's just, to me, it was, it was farcical. Um, but I, I, I haven't. I'm sure that the movie itself is going to be amazing. I thought I think it's going to be amazing. But please continue. Yeah, search up Mark Kermode <laughs> reviewing that film. That's uh, that's a source of hilarity right there. But anyway, so what I'm saying is that it's not a movie that would normally get a lot of publicity. I'm talking about Don't Worry, Darling now because uh, we we talked about Blackbird. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Don't Worry, Darling is not a movie that would necessarily uh, get a lot of publicity. So I'm guessing that a lot of this uh, controversy and and stuff is uh, is sort of on purpose i think it's uh it is, it is on purpose they they let slip that they said at the beginning that um all the the sex scenes between uh harry styles and uh florence how do you say her second name florence pew pew okay so it's not pugger no because <laughs> she she did a she said a thing in an interview i saw that she said something about like people sometimes uh come up to her and go like pew 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 oh dear so. Yeah. Why do you do that thing when you're fighting? <laughs> With the hair. So, speaking so, of which, speaking of which <laughs> yeah. um, that's on brand for today. Yeah. So, so, so they made a big hubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbubbub
so that one was easy i just wanted to give you one just to you know to get into i could the swing see of the fly going in his mouth yeah <laughs> so this this is your second sound that is um, from Ghostbusters 2, <laughs> and that's Janusz when he's going, no, no photographs, please. Slides are available in the gift shop. Eh? Oh! And he's Correct. pulled aside. And here's the whole thing. Well, that's Vigo. <laughs> Mr. Vigo! Uh, Vigs. Please. Would you look this way, please? No, don't. No. No. Right, no. no. All right, Mr. Vigo. No photographs, please. Slides are available in the gift shop. Eh? Yeah, thanks. Thank you, Winston. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Here is your third sound. Ow! That is from Roger Rabbit. Um, that's when the, he. The, oh, when you're getting Eddie these Valian, too easily. Eddie Valian, um, uh picks up the uh, hand buzzer from the yep. floor. Um, Judge Doom takes his uh, cane and like sticks it on the hand buzzer in his hand, and he hurts me. He goes, "Ow! Ow!" this man removing evidence from the scene of a crime? Ah, uh, no, Judge Doom. Uh, Valiant here was just picking it Weren't up for you. Weren't you, Eddie? Weren't you, Eddie? Okay, so that was <laughs> number three. Number four. <laughs> number four, you're going to get this one as well. I feel like I made it too easy. I'm going to have to, like... No, no, no. This is the right amount okay. of hard. Okay. <laughs> you got a problem, Pinky? <laughs> it's from Aladdin, right? <laughs> <laughs> you got a problem, Pinky? Jerk. <laughs> okay, this one might be a little bit more challenging. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Zara? No. No. One more time. <laughs> I have no clue what that is. Where okay, is that? do you want me to play you the whole thing? Yeah, go on. You're gonna kick yourself. <laughs> It's, for, it, it's the thing with the mustard and the ketchup. From <laughs> oh, I, I never would have gotten that. I'm not kicking okay. myself because no, it's, so like, the, I, it's I too see, obscure. I see they're getting. I see they're getting progressively harder. This one. Okay. You might not get as well, but uh, have a have a have a go. Again. I have no clue. Go on. Okay, <laughs> you sure? Yeah. Okay. I need $150,000. Really? <laughs> oh, dear boy. <laughs> From Mission Impossible. From Mission Impossible, correct. Maybe okay. if that would have been a smidgen longer. Yeah, yeah, like, well, that's the game, like, yeah. baby. No, don't, not, don't. From his, not his line, but like yeah. just the, the whole line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That could have been any fucking thing. Okay, this one you should get. You ready? Yeah. This is the last one. Go on. <laughs> oh, that's uh, the mummy. 100% that's the mummy. He'd Mr. like to Burns, thank you for your eyes. Prince Imhotep, thank you for tongue. your hospitality. <laughs> and for your eyes. <laughs> and for your tongue. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm afraid more is needed. <laughs> the prince must finish <laughs> the job. Good job. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great game. I so love that. I put that together this morning before you came. <laughs> so uh, you know, I would love to have more. Yeah. But uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna that's have great. I think that's the perfect amount. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna. I'll do it again next week. But I do. I did get the the 
what's it called from from the hearing the rest of it right i get i get a <laughs> yeah, little yeah. bit of yeah because i'm sure other people are going i don't know what that is <laughs> yeah yeah i've got a clue who else could play this game with you but exactly okay so um we haven't even watched the movie yet we haven't even watched the movie yet we haven't even mentioned the movie what movie are we watching today we are going to be watching last action hero starring arnold schwarzenegger or braunschweiger roll it no you don't want to talk about context nope <laughs> really <laughs> um i remember <laughs> i remember watching it in your bedroom in England on the small TV hanging above your bed. Oh, yeah. I remember being afraid of the Ripper. Well, he's pretty scary. And uh, and I remember the cartoon cat. That's it. That's that's my context. Off you go. Yeah. I, uh, I was... Sorry, coll- do I feel to you like... Does it seem like I'm rushing things? <laughs> why, are you, why are you flipping your phone in your hand like, uh, like Morpheus flipping the pillbox? Because I'm like cool. This thing, um, I'm cool. That's why. So my context: I was buying anything around the t- around that time. I would say ninety six, ninety seven. I was buying anything that was rated fifteen plus, and this was rated fifteen. And then I was fairly shocked to see a an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that's a little bit fluffy and cuddly. Let's be honest. Um, that uh, that has a plot about a uh, little boy finding a magic ticket and going into the film, which, to be honest, is uh, is a great plot. But like, there's a discrepancy there of like, who is this for? Is this for the the page master audience or is this for the true lies audience? You know, so yeah, it was a little bit of both. Yeah, um, but obviously, you know, for an entire generation of people that watched this movie in 1993, who were you know kids who are now in their 30s and 40s, this movie's a Stone Cold Classic. So oh, yeah. the thing is that I watched this a couple of uh, years ago with a friend who has never seen it before, mm-hmm. and he and I were just laughing the whole time. Yeah. It's like it. It's still good for people who. But it's not unintentionally funny. It's hilarious. No, it's on it's purpose. Like, it's, yeah. I mean, um, I always forget how funny it is between viewings because yeah. it's uh, it, it's it's just so well done. Like I don't know. I really love the whole. You know. Say this word, and he's like, yeah. "Don't be an infant," or whatever it is that he says. <laughs> hey, grow up, grow up. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just I love like that. There's all these like uh, these different like these great jokes. First of all, like you know, obviously, the one that I figured out <laughs> yeah, much yeah. much couple too late in the game. Yeah, yeah. You want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. Um, and there's the, like you know, check his chin. I love check his chin. <laughs> Like, is there a doctor in the house? You're a doctor? Quick, check his chin. Um, <laughs> there's also like, there's also that that bit where he's like, he's punching the henchman. He's like, uh, this is for this and this is for that, whatever. And then he says, this is for blowing up my ex-wife's house. And he gives him a slap <laughs> on the hand. <laughs> like, it's just brilliant. I, 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 you I know, love this movie. sticks to some people, right? Yeah. <laughs> so let's go watch Last Section yeah, Hero. <laughs> Roll it. Wrecking again. The hair and the arm. The posing, the poser. Yeah. So, last action hero. Thoughts? Thoughts? It's, um, 
again, like I said before, it's like funnier than I remembered. Like every time it's always funny. The thing with the funeral scene is just so funny with Benedict pulling the guy's finger and it's like, yeah, elephant. So for context here, um, in the movie within the movie, there is a funeral for a mobster named Leo the Fart. The idea is that, that they killed him specifically so that they could stuff him with nerve gas yeah, yeah. And so that he could bear scares one less time. Um, <laughs> that's the level <laughs> we're talking about. But like you saw in the in the end credits there, the, the, the movie was uh, co-written by Shane Black. So there is a... There you go. Yeah. Directed by John McTiernan with music by Michael Kamen. All of the, all of the action movie... Um, Gammon, all of the, the actors who appeared in action movies of the time uh, were turning up. There was, uh, you know, there's Robert Patrick. Uh, you've got uh, James Belushi, who had uh, starred with uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger in, in Red Heat. Um, and, uh, you know, and you've got, like, uh, the guy who plays... What's his name? I can't remember his name. This is very unprofessional. But there's Jean-Claude a, Van Damme was in it. There's a police officer who is in Die Hard 1 and in Die Hard 3, and his name's Ricky... Um and uh, anyway, he's he's in the movie. He's he's the guy that picks up the glass the, the picks up the glass eye and he goes, vengeance, vengeance is, is. <laughs> yeah, don't touch, yeah. So I I I really enjoy this movie. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, I I did have a couple of thoughts. All right, go on. Um, that like uh, a couple of like logistical issues that I had issues. there at the end. I'd like to preface this by saying that none of this shit matters at all um but uh but yeah so a couple of logic issues first of all how does the movie world work when the movie isn't playing right that's something that i that i've thought about like a lot when when watching this movie but also like there's an inconsistency in uh in, in in death first of all death comes out of the seventh seal so shouldn't he be speaking swedish and Secondly, hmm. maybe it's a English dub of the movie. Oh, I don't think that exists. Um, it might actually. I don't know. Secondly, um, why is death the death of the real world? You know, why does he know Danny Madigan? Why does he have like I don't do fiction? He is that he's the death of the movie world. He comes out of a movie. So there's like there's a couple of things to to chew on there. Yeah, just a thought. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I noticed that Michael Kamen has two different uh, music styles that kind of uh, mix by the end. So you've got the movie, the the music style of the of the movie world and the music style of the real world, which mm-hmm. are very very starkly different, and uh, and they kind of come together by the end. Um, he's uh, responsible for the Die Hard sound and the Lethal Weapon sound. Uh, you can hear like a couple of uh, musical cues from uh, from Die Hard in there. And uh, and like as a as a sort of reference, and there's also like the uh, a lethal weapon reference with the saxophone, where the uh, the cop says, three days to retirement," and he goes, <laughs> um, uh, "Yeah." So it, really cool. And Michael Kamen obviously did one of my favorite Bond scores, "License to Kill." So it's really cool that uh, that they the this movie was uh, I think it was one of those movies on the blacklist. You know that uh, the of scripts that um, that are really hot and they do the rounds and mm. um, and uh, and that nobody can come to a deal and uh, and and it's really cool that this movie found the uh, the talent that it found obviously that uh, that Schwarzenegger ended up in it and producing it uh, obviously that McTiernan ended up uh, directing it is a veteran of Die Hard. 
um, and Predator and, uh, and various other things. He, he brings a, an authenticity to it, which is which is one of the things I really appreciate about the movie is that it's a satire. It's a spoof satire kind of thing. It's very, very funny, but a lot of the action they're doing for real yeah. in the same way that they that they would have done if they were making a straight action movie. If they were actually and, making Jack Slater. Yeah, and and the interesting thing is, like similarly to, uh, to Scary Movie, which is a parody of... Uh, Soda. Oh, that was you? a good one. Where are you? No, I was just like I was in awe of that uh, of that. Psst. Okay, one, two, <laughs> no, three. No, 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 you're it now. Keep talking. On. So you you see a lot of those ridiculous stunts and inconsistencies in logic. Like for example, when the van flies through the air and just like randomly blows <laughs> yes, up. It's like <laughs> but the thing is that the the in the in a similar way <laughs> so to Scary Movie, which was a spoof of a satire. You know, it, the uh, the the ridiculousness of this movie is not that far off from the ridiculousness of the action movies of the, the time. time. Yeah, um, and I think that there was there was definitely a, a disconnect there with the uh, with, like I said before, the the page master audience, which is you know the kids that that enjoy like watching those kinds of fantasy movies, and uh, and I choose the page master because obviously characters going into uh, into fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, uh, do fiction with the uh, with the sort of the True Lies um, predator crowd who are who are looking to see a straight action movie with Arnie. But th- this movie has some of that, so there's definitely a, uh, a a confusion in tone, and I can see why it struggled to find an audience at the time. Nowadays, I think it would be a little bit easier to find an audience for this kind of thing, which is probably why it's so popular nowadays. Aside from the nostalgia factor, it is a very entertaining movie. Um, and uh, we laughed know. a lot. Yeah, we? we laughed a lot. So I, my quibbles, are, they're not real quibbles. Again, it's like none of it makes any difference. Yeah, but I'm just kind of like, when does the ticket work, and how does it work, and what is it like? They didn't really establish. I, I'm sure it's on purpose, like very, very vague. Yeah, but no, there are parts that, of the yeah. movie where it's like, well, how come it's working now, but it's not working now? Like, I if think they establish that it has a mind of its own. I think the the that it's kind of look the whole Houdini thing as well like the, the Houdini yeah. magic ticket all of it is a uh, is a Deus Ex Machina just to yeah exactly you know just to get Danny from the real world into, into the, the into the movie world and and Slater from the movie world into the real world so you know it's a it's it's definitely a uh, you know one of those sort of MacGuffins that doesn't yeah. make any sense and doesn't really need to it doesn't need to it's just something that bugged me this time yeah um we're not doing uh you know vfx madness whatnot today um because it's, it's all opticals and i think yeah. i think ilm handled it but i, I you know we'll go into there's trivia not, there's not a lot of um stuff there I, i'll just i guess i'll just sort, sort of say in my notes now what i noticed about it and yeah we'll skip that segment today mm-hmm. um but it's uh it, there's a lot of sort of like janky uh, blue screen stuff there's there's yeah. this one shot where he, where slater jumps off his balcony and it's very slow motion, and it's like you can see the sort of seams around yeah. him. It's really not not even on the level of like you know his outline. It's like you can see this like weird banding, like they haven't cleaned it up properly. Right. Um, and blue screen. We're not talking about like CGI or something. It's not like uh, you know it's blue screen. It's not. Yeah. Look. First of all, um, also, we're talking of weird. Uh, Weird shots with the with the bike thing. Yeah. Look, first of all, we're talking about 1993. So if you if you look at Jurassic Park, while while it's extremely, um, it's it still holds up today. If you look at those shots, like for example, I I I think of like Blu-ray remasters and 4K remasters as like 
people complain about being able to see uh, the issues with the with the effects and whatever. I love that kind of thing because all it's really doing is showing you the print more clearly. So you can see the outlines and you can say, I, I don't really require all of that stuff to be cleaned up because it's part of it. Mm. Um, and, and I feel like cleaning that up would uh, would be s- sort of revisionist. I'm not saying clean it up. I'm, no, no, no. But I, I can only, so I, I sort of comment on what I see. Like when, you know, Yeah. No, but what I'm saying is that, um, the so, so coming back to that, when you look at the 4K remaster of Jurassic Park, you can definitely now see the difference between the effect shots, which are very soft, Mm-hmm. And um, and and somewhat blurry, and the, obviously the grain field like gets chunkier, and um, you know you can you can see where film has been has been sort of like laid on top of itself, yeah. um, you know, in, in different layers, and and uh, and that the, the the sort of it's been run through like several times, and the generational quality goes down. Um, so so in this case, this movie hasn't been cleaned up, and it hasn't been given a remaster. We watched the uh, the Sony Blu-ray. Um, and uh, and hopefully I'll be able to see the 4K at some point and tell you if there's any difference. But all of that stuff has been left sort of as is uh, in the condition that it is on whatever whatever old print that they used in order to transfer it. So I'm not sure how much of that is uh, is is sort of the effects and how much of that is print quality. But yeah. Um, but yeah, there's definitely look 1993. That was the those were the methods. Even when they changed over to digital um and they started to use like uh you know cgi for for a lot of that stuff all of this stuff is opticals and it's like film laid on top of film laid on top of film and run through the yeah. uh the there's printer a, there's a lot of we pointed this out that a lot of the explosions are badly composited composited and they, it's and they on jada. purpose and they yeah. jada yeah. they move around a bit like yeah. it, it's very especially noticeable in the um hamlet um yeah. short that they do which yeah. i said to i said to you when we were watching this i said um you know what you know nowadays if they were to make this movie within a movie like what they did with watchmen where they had the uh um you know the cartoon the comic book that that the guy is yeah. reading inside the comic book so yeah you know uh, and they had like a whole gerard butler narrated um cartoon that they made which was available to watch you know on the dvd yeah so I they, feel like they nowadays actually integrated that into, into the, the movie, cut. into the director's cut, yeah, yeah, which I think is really cool. It is but really completely cool. like, you know, not relevant to it's anything. Not necessary. That's yeah, it's not. It's, it's like it, it halts the movie, but it's cool for for fans of the uh, of the graphic the novel. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, the point is that um, you know, had the, I said to Johnny, if, if if they were to make you know this movie now, they'd actually make that Hamlet thing into a short, and then you know. So th- the funny thing is, when did the Majestic come out? In in what like ninety seven, ninety eight, maybe two thousand. Anyway, um, it's uh, the the movie within the movie, and that movie is called uh, Sand Pirates of the Sahara. Yeah. With uh, Bruce Campbell and and whatever, and yeah. they, it, I don't think they they did anything extra, but they took because the uh, because the um, because the Majestic cuts back and forth between the movie and the action going on in the actual movie itself. So they put as a as an extra on the on the DVD and Blu Ray as like just the 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 clip from the movie yeah. itself in in its entirety that's really cool I, I i don't think there's there's anything extensive for last action hero but if they ever did like a special 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 edition it'd be really cool to see that like expanded or uh or whatever. i just i just want that whole movie yeah i want the arnold schwarzenegger starring you know guns version of hamlet yeah 
Um, I just love, I just love the, the splashes of color that you get in there. Like it's all very sort of blue. Yeah. And then, you know, he sort of tokes on the cigar and you see that like glow red. It's yeah. a really, I, it's not a new effect, but it's a very cool. No, it's just, it's really cool. It's just really stylized and stylistic and stylish and all things that begin with style. So uh, this, Ooh, is the, style. this is the thing. And I think I've, I've talked to you about this, uh, when we, when we talked about who framed Roger Rabbit, but I love, um, those kinds of like world building yeah. um, that, you, that you get in, in in movies like Demolition Man as well that like it's it's uh, it, it's completely like you know sort of made up in a in a way that's uh, that sort of um, translates to our world or uh, or sort of like interweaves within things that we already know like for example you have the uh, the tunes. You know, everybody's seen cartoons, and then it's kind of like, but what if these, etc., yeah. etc. Et and um, and and I, this movie is is that basically. It's it's very very clever, and I think a lot of people missed it on release um, well, because of Jurassic Park. Yeah, because of Jurassic Park, because of Schindler's List as well. Yeah. You know, the the there were there were really really big movies that came out in 1993. Spielberg was the king of 93, and uh, and this movie got lost in the in the pile. Similarly to License to Kill, that got lost in the uh, sort of the the Batman Lethal Weapon two, Karate yeah. Kid three, uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, like uh, like craziness of 1989. So um, so aside from the fact that it's not an easy sell. As a as, just as a plot, like if you would yeah. have said to somebody back in back in 1993, "Hey, you want to watch this movie? It's about a kid that finds a magic ticket and goes into the movies." You know, they probably would have said, ah, "You know what? Maybe, maybe not." Really, because that is like my jam, yeah, but dude. like, but yeah, but those kinds of movies were not being made for adults at the time. Yeah. That's why. And nowadays, no, I mean, when I was a kid as well, like I remember you told me that you, you had like an idea for a short story where you were like a kid who's in his parents um you know house and it's got like a really big library and he leans on the bookcase and the bookcase turns around and he yeah. finds himself on the other side of the bookcase and there's like a whole world there it was, it was the page master yeah um, no, no but the uh i remember that this was before the page master i was given an essay to write yeah and it was called you you had to write a, an essay uh, you had to write a story with the title behind the bookcase and I just uh, I just ran with it. That was that was fun. I I, I remember so that, it being that fun. junk really it's appeals awful. to me. No, here's the funny thing is that a few years later, after you told me that idea, I was given an essay to write in the same school, and I wrote something called behind the bookcase as well. Nice plagiarism. Nice. I I'm I'm you know take it take it it's, it's yours. Take it all. <laughs> Uh, a little uh, Ang Lee's Hulk for you there. Yeah, uh, I also mentioned to you the uh, the fact that I think that the focus puller of this movie is is a, a medal. He is the last action hero. I mean, <laughs> this guy. I mean, you've got he's he's on a like ridiculously long lens, something like an eight hundred millimeter, and he's shooting Arnold Schwarzenegger's feet going on the top of the the cars. Yeah. Um, and then and then he jumps down from the cars, and it's perfectly in focus on his face. Yeah. And he takes a toke of the cigar, and there's a, there's a few things like that, like the uh, the the gun barrel, um, when uh, when Benedict yeah. shoots the gun, and then it and then it like racks focus back to his face. Like uh, these things are not easy, but like this is really cool stuff. Anyway, the props to the focus puller, uh, Frank McRae, mm. who plays the police chief, is also Sharky in License to Kill. Mm-hmm. Uh, just wanted to give a shout out to him. Uh, I think that he is 
really. <laughs> if you put the subtitles up, he's actually saying things. Oh, is he really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's saying <laughs> I things. I thought he was just going. I, I, I caught a few words this time round, and it's just complete and utter gibberish. <laughs> but I, I, lo- I love him. I think he's really great. Um, and Anthony Quinn, who plays, uh, who plays Vivaldi. Mm. Um, is hilarious and he reminds me of Rod Steiger in uh, in The Specialist you're sorry my son is lying in a closed casket you don't remember The, the Specialist no, no? so uh, so basically it, it seems to me like it might be a spoof of that because The Specialist also came out in 93 but um, but yeah <laughs> there it is I, I really like Anthony Quinn in this movie I think he's hilarious he told me you killed Mozart <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's also um, there's also F. Murray Abraham, days. yeah, who most recently played uh, Mushu Wushu. What's his name? Oh, for fuck's sake! What? Ugh. Mushu Wushu. <laughs> Mushu Wushu. What the fuck are you on? What's the What's the name of his uh, <laughs> of the god in Moon Knight? Oh, I don't remember. I haven't seen Moon Knight. Uh, I haven't. I, I read like a comic. One second. Ago. I don't remember. One second. Konshu, that's the one. Konshu, I wasn't that far off. Oh, it's played by him. Yeah, so he does the voice. I'm not sure if he does like mocap for it or whatever, but he does the voice. Um, but yeah, so uh, so there's even a reference in the movie about uh, about Salieri having killed Mozart in Amadeus. So that that's uh, that's always been a lot of fun because I remember yeah. watching Amadeus uh, when I was when I was a kid and I, they they showed it in school and I'd already seen it and yeah. So uh, so uh, yeah, it's just a lot of like nudge nudge wink wink references. No, I mean, not me. Say no more. What about Charles Dance? Oh god! How can you talk about this movie without talking about Charles Dance? Best performance in the whole film. Like, okay, look, Arnold Schwarzenegger is amazing. He's really. He's funny. got a great comedic timing and the way he's like elephant. Like, just that line <laughs> killed me this time. Yeah, he's on top of the roof of this with, where this funeral is taking place. You know, we already mentioned it—the one with the fart. Yeah, he slung and, Leo the fart off uh, over his back. Yeah, and he's trying to distract everyone. He goes. Look over there, uh, elephant. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he Russian? I don't know. I can't do a Schwarzenegger anyway. Yeah. So it's... so yeah. So that that really cracked me up. But but Charles Dance is just so good in everything that he's in. I don't, is there a single thing that he's in that he's not good in? I don't think so. No. Tywin Lannister, amazing. I love that speech that he gives while he's skinning the deer yeah. in the first season when he's talking yeah. to Jamie Lannister. The Sandman, who's brilliant. I haven't seen, you the haven't seen it yet. yet. Just watch the first How? episode. How? I can't finish The Boys. <laughs> the and we're boys. supposed to watch The, ordi- the Sandman together. The Ordinary Boys. Oh, that's what I what I forgot to say during What Have You Seen? Is, yeah. is um I watched the beginning of uh, Our Flag Means Death. Yeah. Um, the first couple of episodes, and I got bored. But then I started watching. Um, this is I still can't remember what it's called. The one with the vampires. No, what's it called? The one with the vampires. Yeah. Also, uh, Taika Waititi. Oh, uh, we, what we do in the shadows. what we do in the shadows. Hysterical. I love it. Yeah. Really funny. Sorry. Please continue with what we were talking about. Charles Dance. Yeah. Yes, what so do you he, think? he's he's really good. He's also like I I love him in um in uh, the big fat quiz of the year. Oh, the yeah? big fat quiz of everything. That's like, did you ever watch that? I have seen it, but yeah, I haven't so, seen one with so Charles Dance in it. Charles Dance, he, he's in all of them. He turns up in all of them, and does he? Uh, what he does, yeah, what he does. Oh, is he reads the he reads the, the autobiographies. Yeah, you know, 
she was throwing me some shade and I thought that she was being a right it's bitch. Really funny. Like he's reading yeah. like what, what's the name I of know, that reality I know, I know, show? Yeah. So he's reading like you know, some like it. some reality stars autobiography and they have to guess whose it is. And it's Charles Dunn sitting in front of a fireplace, like Jack and Ori <laughs> style, you know, storyteller style, like reading this shit that doesn't belong in his mouth, you know? It's just genius. I've just killed somebody and I've done it on purpose. <laughs> You will emerge from several canine recta. So, yeah, we love Charles Dance on this podcast. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. <laughs> They're all friends of the show. They're all friends of the show. They just don't know it. Do you want me to do Trivia Corner? Yeah, why not? All right, so let's do it. Trivia Corner. Trivia Corner. Do you want to do it like Arnold Schwarzenegger? Okay. Who knows what I'll do, but, you know, go on. One, two, three, go. Trivia Corner. I'll try again. Trivia Corner. Give those people ear. This man is alive. Check his chin. Oh my goodness. I just want to shout out to Ben Davis of Film Vloggers, who always tries to do an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. And. Let's no, put it no that way. No need to put down the floggers. Oh no! I, I, no, we don't. Don't put down the flog. Don't put down the floggers. Yeah. Tell your friends about the flog. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, I'm a flogging. I, I have a question for you, Ben Davis. If you're listening to this, um, we're coming up to October. Is there going to be a flogging this year? Please tell me there is, because it was very, very entertaining last year. Okay, trivia corner. You're um, gonna have to tag him now. Yeah. Well. So, um, yeah, Demolition Man uh, connection here. Um, so both movies came out in 1993. Right. Uh, if you remember Arnold Schwarzenegger and Austin O'Brien, the kid uh, playing Danny Madigan, walk into a blockbuster video. Yeah. For anybody that doesn't know kids, uh, blockbuster video is where we used to rent films that were on VHS tapes. VHS. VHS tapes. Um, which you used to have to put in a in a VCR machine. Okay, let me explain. So basically, tape is it, never mind. It's like a brick. So um, so Danny goes into the blockbuster to try and tr- try and prove to uh, Jack Slater that it is in fact a movie, and he says, "Look, you were in Terminator 2, and there's a big poster, um, sort of stand-up cardboard thing, uh, with Sylvester Stallone on the cover of Terminator 2 instead of Arnold Schwarzenegger." And in Demolition Man, um, there's a whole conversation with Sandra Bullock where um, where they're talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger having been president. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they kind of um, did a couple of digs at each other that yeah. year, which was nice. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger thought the script was one of the best he'd ever read. <laughs> he especially liked all of the elements of comedy, action, drama, and satire in it. So, basically, the whole thing. All of it, yeah. Yeah. Um, which, I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, that you've got people like Zach Penn and, uh, and, and Shane Black uh, in the credits have, as having written the script. I, you know. Yeah, and it it's is also a, good a movie that's that's basically a send up of him. Like it's it's right. a, it's an homage to how awesome he is. So I mean, I'm I'm not sure actually. Like was it in a different um, in a different sort of form 
before he came on board or was he on board from the beginning? I'm not sure that he was. Wasn't it, it written for him? I'm not sure. Because or did it, it just say insert famous movie star's yeah, name here? Yeah, it could have been. It could because the because the character's Jack Slater and it could have been played by anybody really if you think about yeah. it. I mean, it couldn't have been played by anybody. I'm talking about like you know. Well, that sort of seems like the sort of question that you'd want answered before you go on to uh, record a podcast. I didn't have any time. This this what I'm doing now has been thrown together. All right, go on. Like a like a wok. Stuff that you put in a wok. Stir fry. That's the one. Words. Um, so yeah, Charles Dance said in interviews that after being told that he had won a part turned down by Alan Rickman because of the salary, he wore a t-shirt on set which read, I'm cheaper than Alan Rickman. <laughs> Tim Curry was also considered for the role of Benedict. Also would have been good. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger wanted this movie to be PG-13, so it would appeal to a broader audience. Being executive producer for the first time, he approved script director, cast, studio financing, distribution, marketing, budget, PR firm, uh, planning a foreign release, etc. Like, that's enough. (laughs) Schwarzenegger enjoyed the added responsibility because he could be involved in every facet of production. Sharon Stone's casting in a brief cameo as her basic instinct character, uh, Catherine Trammell, was somewhat surprising because she and Arnold Schwarzenegger had clashed on the set of Total Recall. She was reluctant to do the cameo, but did it as a favor to Schwarzenegger, who reminded her that Total Recall had helped her career. How did that conversation go? I made you what you are. Come be with me on the set of Last Action Hero. That just makes that cameo feel not nice now. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> the words a Franco Columbo film appear on the screen at the beginning of Jack Slater 4. Columbo is a bodybuilder friend of Arnold Schwarzenegger's who has appeared in the following movies with him Pumping Iron, Conan the Barbarian, The Terminator, The Running Man, and Beretta's Island. I don't know what Beretta's Island Bumpy. is. I've never heard of it. Pumping Iron. Have you ever seen that, that video of him talking about pumping? I have, uh, I have seen the movie mm. um, that he talks about, like. Uh, Coming yeah, this, it's like coming, coming. Is it is, oh, no, do, do, do you, can you think about how much I'm in heaven? I'm coming when I go to the work. I'm coming when I go to the grocery store. I'm coming all day long. It's terrific. Um, yeah. The, <laughs> that would be the clip I was talking about. Yeah. The original screenplay was developed by Adam Leff and Zach, with, and Zach Penn with Arnold Schwarzenegger in mind for the lead. Oh, yeah. here we go. This is trivia. <laughs> <laughs> and was titled Extremely Violent. After Columbia purchased the script, the studio independently approached Arnold about the movie. Arnold's decision came down to either the now-titled Last Action Hero or a Penny Marshall-directed Columbia comedy called Sweet Tooth. The script was later rewritten by Shane Black and David Arnott. Arnott. Because it's just like two T's at the end, so it's yeah, very so harsh. Yeah, so very... Yes. A lot of emphasis on yes. the T's. Emphasis. Uh, to rev up the action sequences, William Goldman did a $1 million polish. My God, it's good to be a screenwriter. Jeez. When Arnold made it clear that he would not be filming, uh, he would not begin filming until Goldman added depth to the characters. Um, I think they did a pretty good job, to be honest. Like, it's, uh, it's you know, a, a lot of those movies um, that came out at the time, those action movies, were pretty, like, you know, surface deep, so... Yeah. So uh, that, to me, is, is quite a big gamble. The guy that wrote The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent yeah. wrote it without Nicolas Cage uh, being, Having involved. being involved. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's all about Nick Cage. And, like, the, well, that I mean, meeting the, I, had I to read be that like... They were, that they were like, if they don't get Nicolas Cage, they're going to get someone who can play Nicolas Cage doing an impression... 
Oh my god, that would not have worked. No, but but yeah, no, it's uh, that's a big gamble because you know you you write something um, and and spend that much time and energy on it and and whatever. And if the guy says no, what are you gonna do? But anyway, he did, and that's a great movie. I like that movie. Did you see it? I did not see it, but I want to. Uh, One major reason for this movie's box office failure was the unforgiving process needed to have it ready for the studio mandated June eighteenth, nineteen ninety three release date, which left almost no time for follow up editing or fine tuning Mm. after a disaster. Disastrous May 1st sneak preview. Um, that's no time at all. There were discussions about moving the release into July or August 1993, especially when Universal deliberately chose to open Jurassic Park on June 11th, but it was decided that doing so would turn off potential moviegoers. When this movie was released and received widespread criticism, an anonymous movie worker said, We shouldn't have had Siskel and Ebert telling us the movie is 10 minutes too long. It's true, it's, t- it's 2 hours and 10 minutes long. Yeah. Maybe could have been cut by a little bit. Uh, John McTiernan said this movie began as a wonderful Cinderella story with a nine-year-old boy and a pretty good script, but the movie didn't end as it began, referring to the movie's troubled production and the fact that it opened in theaters a week after Jurassic Park. After its failure, McTiernan retreated to his house in Wyoming and took a break from his career. Well, that's a shame. It's an absolute shame because it is a really funny movie. It's really good. It's entertaining. Like, I'm not saying it's on, you know, Jurassic Park level, you know, entertaining or you know, anything else that came out that year. It's, but, you know, it, it, it's, yeah. it's it's a shame that that was, that it was so critically panned, right, that, you know, he had to retreat from his career, yeah. um, which is just, you know, that sucks. But that's the thing. It's it's a comedy first and foremost, and it was marketed as an, as a, as an action movie. I mean, look at the poster. Yeah. Like the poster. But I love that poster. That I want that on my poster, wall. Yeah. It's marketed as an action movie, but if you take it as a comedy with some action in it, then uh, you know it's it's uh, it's a lot more understandable where they were coming from. And the other thing is, Arnold Schwarzenegger considered this movie his first real failure after an unbroken string of successes, and he also considered it the beginning of the end of his movie career. Which, uh, first of all, he he made a few movies after that which were critically panned. But I personally love like End of Days and Eraser, uh, and also True Lies came out also in uh, in 1993, 94. So that's after this. So I you know I I don't True see Lies that. is brilliant. True Lies is is one of his best. movies movies um i i love that movie to bits but uh stop cheering me up <laughs> give me the goddamn page um <laughs> uh yeah so anyway it's very sad that uh, that a lot of people consider this uh, one of the blots on their filmographies. The role of Benedict was originally intended for William Atherton, apparently. Do you know who William Atherton is? He plays, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Peck, Walter Peck in oh, really? uh, Ghostbusters. Oh, and in, and in, oh, they got someone who looks obviously pretty Obviously, he's uh, Richard Thornburg in Die Hard. Macaulay Culkin was in mind for the role of Danny. I think that would probably have would have been better. A, a better, I mean, maybe, but who knows? John McTiernan is a director, probably one of the only directors who uh, who has directed a satire of a genre that they were instrumental in shaping. Yeah. Um, I think the only other one I can think of is uh, Wes Craven. It, we, uh, finish it, Wes Craven with the Scream. With the Scream movies who would... Uh, who would Not everybody is, is as followy as you are, like following yeah, you. you have to, Wes you have Craven, to obviously the, the director of Nightmare on Elm Street and several other uh, horror movies of the 80s. Um, yep, so uh, that was... It's not even Schwarzenegger saying that. We have to explain because this is, again, another one of those things that we exaggerate. That yes, is no, it's, it's Florence Pew. It's Florence Pew Pew. <laughs> that she, uh, in uh, Black Widow, and I didn't realize this, but you said to me, like, 
What, did you did you like the thing where where she's like her Arnold Schwarzenegger impression? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I hated Black Widow. I probably was not watching it as closely as you were. Yeah. And um, and you know, so I looked up on YouTube and she actually does that. She goes, Why do you do that when you're fighting? You know, with the hair and the arm and the, and she's doing like the hero pose, right? Your balls are, and it just gets worse and worse the more we do it. So now it's the hair and the arm, the arm, arm. Yeah. So that's that. Yeah. Any other any, <laughs> other any other thoughts on Last Action Hero? I can give you my final thoughts. Your final thoughts. I find it baffling what movies didn't sort of get. I, I, it's a product of the time, like you know what what people were looking for then. You know, was it, this movie wouldn't be accepted you know, because of the way it's presented or something. I'm just trying to figure out exactly what it is that made it flop. Apart from the yeah. fact that it was opening alongside some of the best movies, you know, of that year. Um, it's still really good. And and it's funny and it's exciting and it's got great action in it. And it's, um, you know, got awesome cameos and the idea is really cool. And the way that, you know, the real world and the movie world start intersecting is really cool. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of bugs me that it didn't, it didn't get as well received as it should have. And and you know, I, I just feel like if you are listening to this podcast and you haven't seen the Last Action Hero, okay, yeah, it's two hours and ten minutes long. It's a long movie. Yeah, but you're but at if home. You and like if you can binge watch a, a like nine hours of a series in one go on Netflix, then you know. Yeah, well, you can manage. Two I'm just hours saying, and 10 if minutes. you like Schwarzenegger and you haven't seen a Schwarzenegger movie in a while this is the one because it's it's just got all of that sort of hey you know you know how awesome schwarzenegger is and all those movies that he does well this is this is an uh, an exaggerated stylized version of that you know i love the uh, the red carpet sequence like all of the stuff that goes on in the movie yeah. theater at the premiere is just like there, there are lots of little easter eggs and nuggets and I, i've passed over now into that realm of like old fart yes the, the kids nowadays people who were born after the year 2000 and there are there are, those creatures exist these 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 kids who are I've got like tin food old that's enough still not gone off that's older than yeah <laughs> there are kids who are like old enough to watch like these movies that we used to watch as as, uh, as kids and and they won't know any of the people you know walking on the red carpet and like all of that is just like candy to me because i'm like going, yeah. oh that's 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 you yeah. know because i used to watch everything that was around at the time i just wanted to like rattle off a few of the movies that were that were out in 1993 um and and another thing is that like we were talking about don't worry darling yeah the first movie that comes up here is uh, is Indecent Proposal mm-hmm. and uh, and The Firm and Remains of the Day and A Perfect World and This Boy's Life and uh, and Philadelphia and Carlito's Way, The Age of Innocence. Like, you know, all of these movies that nowadays would not get a general release. They might get a Netflix release or a Hulu release or a limited release or a Sundance release or whatever, can or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but like, but they don't, they won't get a wide release. And it's interesting to me because um, Don't Worry Darling, like in 1993, probably would have had like a, like a major mainstream release. And nobody would have had to, you know, tell stories about Shia LaBeouf being fired or, uh, you know, yeah. Harry Styles spitting on Chris Pine at the premiere or whatever Which it is. Which apparently that's not what he was doing. Apparently not, but I don't care. I haven't even watched, watched, the, watched the video or the movie. But um, but it just interests me that those are, those are the, the first movies that come up here on the list. Uh, Free Willy came out that year. Hocus Pocus, Nightmare Before Christmas, Adam's Family Values, Schindler's List, as I said 
said, Mrs. Doubtfire, Groundhog Day. Wow, a lot of movies yeah. coming out that. Yeah, Coneheads, Leprechaun, which was... I'm the Leprechaun. Which was Jennifer Aniston's first movie, Cliffhanger, Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. Um, yeah, we're starting to scrape the bottom. But no, <laughs> Sleepless in Seattle, Hard Target, The Pelican Brief, Malice, Hot Shots Part Deux, The Sandlot, which is a big, big movie that uh, for in the in in the states that we didn't really get in in the UK, but it's something that that people seem to love there. California with a K, Grumpy Old Men, Benny and June, Nowhere to Run with uh, with John claude Van, Van Damme, The Three Musketeers, the Disney version of The Three Musketeers, uh, In the Line of Fire, Demolition Man. Like this, this movie was, oh, uh, So I Married an Axe Murderer, and <laughs> Rising Sun, Six Degrees of Separation, which was Will Smith's debut. Heat, move! Yeah, and Jurassic Park ruled that year. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, there were a lot of really successful movies, and, and it's it's a real shame that this movie got overshadowed by those. Yeah. Um, but, um, but, yeah, it's just interesting to look at the landscape of, of what a year of movies was yeah. back then and what it is now. Crazy. That, like, you know, you have to kind of seek out movies that aren't big action blockbusters um anyway i just uh, i just wanted to sort of uh you know give your mother a lyrical. kiss or i'll kick your teeth in oh so i married well, let's do that one let's too. do that one yeah here's the problem what's the problem <laughs> we don't I'm, have time no no i'm always uh i'm always quoting that now because of my youngest look at the size of that boy's heat <laughs> <laughs> it's got its own gravitational pull so Sai sent me a video i'm talking to the listeners now hey listener Hey there. How you doing? You're looking right. You're looking right. Hey. Um, hi, Philippa. How you doing? God's sake. Is she listening? No, not anymore, probably. Why, why not? Well, Don't she'll know. listen now. Well, she will now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anyway. Um, the, yeah. So, I'm talking to you, listener. Sai sent me a video that he had taken with his phone of his young son, who is three years old, three and a half, quoting... Pinky and the Brain, <laughs> flawlessly, even like with the voice. What are we doing tonight, babe? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's just how he sounds. He sounds like Pinky. <laughs> right. What I can see is uh, is that you're using your influence for evil. For good. Well, it are depends, you on, your, depends on your point of view. He's walking down the street and he just goes, you want to sing Pinky and the Brain? And I'm like, <laughs> yes, I want to sing Pinky and the Brain. And then he goes, from the beginning with the talking bit. And I'm like, okay. I'm like... You you be Pinky and I'll be Brain and go on. And he goes, Gee, what you want to do tonight, Brain? <laughs> so it's um, so cute. So the funny thing is that that my wife, who shocks and surprises me sometimes, um, like sometimes I I laugh like out loud at a joke that she's made and she gets really excited. Like I made a funny. Like she's a funny lady. Yeah. Um, and uh, so she said to me once. Uh, I don't know what it was like she said okie dokie and then she followed it up with okie dokie Dr. Jones hold on to your potatoes <laughs> and, and I was like <laughs> and she said it so many times now that my kid um, my eldest goes no. okie dokie Dr. Jones hold on to potatoes oh yeah <laughs> so yeah that, that that's fun I enjoy that stuff we have fun on what's us eating. We have fun, yes, we do. This is the end of our episode of Last Action Hero. I would like to thank you for joining us after all this time. And we will be back, hopefully... You don't have to do the singing. I know. Ewan. Um, we will be back, hopefully, a little bit 
sooner than last time. At least by 2023. Yeah. I, I would like to point out that today is the 7th of September. Wednesday the 7th of September. I'm holding up a newspaper. Um, oh, okay. That was dark. Oh, that's dark. That's a little bit dark. That's pretty dark, so yeah. At this point, you will have had to stop the music so that we just like... Yeah. Whoa. Dude. Now run it again. <laughs> so, um, I just wanted to let you know that it's very possible that we won't see this for a few days. Right, yeah. Sorry, hear it. Hear it, because, you know... Well, you see it in your feed, but you hear it on the... Never mind. Will you um, let the people go, please? They want to go and do their knitting or whatever it is that they've got to do. We're having a wank in the corner. Why can't they do that while listening? What, well, yeah. Why aren't Both. you wanking in the corner while or, or listening? Or knitting. Your mother listens to this podcast. You Fantastic. know that. Yeah, she Please does, don't wank she? in the corner while listening to us. <laughs> Are you talking to our mother now? No, no, the, the people, the, the people, knitting, the listeners, the, knitting, the, knitting. the listeners. Please don't knit while listening to this podcast. No, no mommy, you up... knit and everyone else can wank. No, or, it, or what? It, no. It... that went off the rails. Will off. you just play us out? Bye. What's our seat number? <laughs> <laughs>